0: Welcome to day 212 of Shape by the Word. Uh, we've been reading the prophecy of Jeremiah, and we've come to a bleak place in Jeremiah. Not only has God executed the judgment that he has been warning you know, Judah that was imminent and coming, uh, but there are a handful of people who are left in the city, which is smoldering all around them. Uh, it's a ruin of its former uh, greatness. And even they cannot find rest with the intrigue that's taking place in the middle of all of this. So you have the governor who was placed to put in place by a, you know nebuchadnezzar assassinated then you have one of the army officers chasing down the assassin and killing him and then all of a sudden in their fear thinking we need to get out of here because there's no telling what's going to happen in in jerusalem chapter 42 they, they pause in the middle of this and katie was saying yesterday she wanted to hear from god and so uh, they, they stop and say we want to hear from god but we realize And not a lot has changed in their hearts because no sooner do they hear the Word of God than they ignore, you know, the Word of God. So we find ourselves, you know, in a place we've been in so many times, you know, with the people of Israel. And, of course, it's a reflection of a place we find ourselves so many times in our our own life Mm -hmm. uh, as well. So we come, you know, to chapter 42 in Jeremiah. Jeremiah. realizing that God has, you know, Katie was pointing out yesterday so much detail and so many different Hebrew names to uh, butcher, by the way, along the way. Uh, but how uh, God is moving in history to accomplish his purposes. And, and details count, and people count, and in history counts. And our God is a God of history moving even in dark moments, you know, toward his uh, desired end. So before we read chapter 42, we we pause um uh, to receive God's word as God's gift of grace to us and, and by his spirit is his power in us to do the work that he desires to do. So Matt, do you mind lifting us up with a word yeah, of prayer?
1: Let's pray. Father, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you that you are the one who is sovereign over all things and... And even now sustain all things uh, as we spend some some moments in your word together father would you uh, open our eyes to behold wonderful things would we see you and, and all of your beauty and um, and father uh, would we worship you together we thank you uh, for your word we thank you for the work that you do in us and, and through us through it and so god as we read would you be glorified among us um, use your word to shape us it's in christ's name we pray amen mm-hmm.
0: Jeremiah 42, then all the army officers, including Johanan, son of Kariah, and Jezaniah, son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest approached Jeremiah the prophet and said to him, please hear our petition and pray the Lord your God for this entire remnant. For as you now see that we were once many, now only a few are left. Pray that the Lord your God would tell us where he, where we should go and what we should do. I have heard you, replied Jeremiah the prophet. I will certainly pray to the Lord your God as you have requested. I will tell you everything the Lord says and will keep nothing back from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with everything the Lord your God sends you to tell us. Whether it is favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord our God to whom uh, we are sending you so that it will go well with us, for we will obey the Lord our God." Ten days later, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. So he called together Johanan, son of keri and all the army officers who were with him, and all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition, says. If you stay in this land, I will build you up and not tear you down. I'll plant you and not uproot you, for I have relented concerning the disaster I've inflicted on you." Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you now fear. Do not be afraid of him Declares the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and deliver you from his hands. I will show compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. However, if you say, We will not stay in this land and disobey the Lord your God. And if you say, No, we will go and live in Egypt where we will not see war or hear the trumpet or be hungry for bread. Then hear the word of the Lord, you remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you're determined to go to Egypt and you go uh, to settle there, then the sword you fear will overtake you there, and famine you dread will follow you into Egypt, and there you will die. Indeed, all who are determined to go to Egypt to settle there will die by the sword, the famine, and the plague. Not one of them will survive or escape the disaster I'll bring upon them. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. As my anger and wrath have been poured out on those who lived in Jerusalem, so my wrath be poured out on you when you go to Egypt. You will be a curse and an object of horror, a curse and object of reproach. You will never see this place again. Remnant of Judah, the Lord has told you. Do not go to Egypt. Be sure of this. I warn you today that you have made a fatal mistake when you sent me to the Lord your God and said, pray to the Lord our God for us. Tell us everything he says and we will do it. I've told you today, but you still have not obeyed the Lord your God and all that he sent me to tell you. So now be sure of this. You will die by the sword, famine, and plague in the place where you want to go to settle. Uh, bleak story all the way through. You hear for you know sword, famine, and plague. And these are not you know accident, this is not accidental language. These are the warnings that you know Moses gave to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy before they even crossed over to come into the land. That to obey the Lord is is to experience His blessing and His presence, but to disobey is to bring upon yourself. Uh, Ford's, you know, uh, a sword in a feminine plague, yeah. and that's exactly you know what they are experiencing and continuing experiencing as they continue to walk, you know, in disobedience. There's hope, you know, whenever they say we want to hear from the Lord, but in truth, they really didn't want to.
2: Yeah, uh, it reminds me of yeah. when a friend comes to you for advice, but they already have made up their mind about what they want to do. Like they want to hear from the Lord, but. They actually know exactly what they plan to do they just wanted god to confirm their plans and and that like that's annoying to me and i i know that it's got to be annoying to god because yeah yeah <laughs> no. i just
1: stopped asking her what to do yeah, yeah.
2: matt doesn't come to me for advice. So. <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: no no i mean we saw uh, that at the end of yesterday's uh, reading that the remnant is indeed on the way to egypt i mean that is where they're headed and and it, it's a good reminder, you know, you mentioned something along this lines uh, a couple of sermons ago, Paul, just, you know, when the Word of God comes in conflict with us, do we allow it to evaluate our lives or do we stand over the Word and then, you know, seek to evaluate it? And, mm-hmm. and so here they are, they hear the Word of the Lord, you know, and the question is, will they respond, you know, in faith and trust, knowing that to stay means to st- stay in the land and trust mm-hmm. God's promises? Or will they manufacture something else and head to Egypt, you know, and... And do what they want to do all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, pl- a tough place to be, you know, we don't want to be evaluating the Word of God. No, it, 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 of
0: course, it reminds you of the you know, crisis point in, uh, in the Kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom, when Ahab you know, is the king, and uh, the king of Judah asked, you know, do you not have, you know, a prophet of the Lord here? They said, yeah, we, we have one, but he never says anything good. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that's uh, we stop listening because we're not hearing, you know, what we want to hear. And I think we've brought this up a number of times in reference to the prophets you know, what Paul says in the end times. We want, you know, to gather around ourselves teachers that affirm who we are and tell us exactly, you know, what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. And we would be so much better off, you know, hearing the word of the Lord. This is, this is a tough situation to hear the word of the Lord in. Mm-hmm. Because Israel, in all of her might, and all of her power, and all of her strength, and all of her political alliances, could not stand against Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. Mm-hmm. And now here's a handful of them in a broken city with no walls, no alliances, no resources. And, and God is saying, if you'll trust me, uh, you will be able to stand against Nebuchadnezzar. And mm-hmm. for them to believe God that powerfully in that way uh, you know, is, a, mm-hmm. is a huge, you know, huge, huge ask. Mm-hmm. on on their part but we're reminded you know yeah. whether by many or by few the lord is is able to save
1: and i i do like the kind of pastoral note of jeremiah in here you know the people come to him and he, he prays for them but also tells them i will tell you everything the lord says i'm not keeping anything back from you just being that type of kind of pastoral of just in the sense of I'm going to give you the the full counsel of God's word, not hold things back. But I just love that kind of approach as he kind of is with the people. He will tell them the, the the good things in the word and also the more difficult things and that come from the Lord and how it's so easy to kind of keep those things from people Um, because we know kind of confront them or their idols or their sin. But Mm. just seeing kind of his pastoral heart there is standing out to me. Mm.
2: I think something that really strikes me is just the words um, that God promises, in his promise to them, he says, I will plant you and not uproot you. And we were just, I mean, just in staff meeting yesterday, we were reading Ephesians 3, and um, that Christ may dwell, it's a prayer for, prayer of Paul, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established. In, I mean, there's, and then over and over, and we're reading in the Steadfast Study in women, Women's Development, Um, that he, that he firmly establishes us, keeps us steadfast, um, keeps us persevering. And, um, I just love that God, like, uh, one common denominator between all of these is that, um, God is the one who is establishing us, um, and God is the one that we need to, um, look to for, for that, um, we need to trust Him where we are, and it's it's always in the context of um, trial and persecution and famine, and um, and so that just gives me hope that you know when we are in the midst of drought or famine, the wilderness, um, maybe we don't even feel like we're hearing from Him. Like He He can firmly establish us, um, and we just need to tr- look to Him. Um, as as he faithfully brings us through that, it doesn't look the way that we expect it to, though.
0: Now that and now those are strong images to be rooted in him, to be built up in him. Uh, you know are strong images, and of course that that's his desire for Israel all along. He says we've gone through a time of judgment, and now there can be a time of peace. My heart has always been, you know, in, in, you know, in, in twenty nine. Uh, you know, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. And, and that can happen right here mm-hmm. in you know, in these bleak circumstances. I'm, a, I'm captured by the fact that uh, whenever they come to Jeremiah, they say, pray to the Lord, your God, mm-hmm. on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he responds to him, he said, I will pray to the Lord, your mm-hmm. God. And then finally, they're able to say, our God. Uh, But it's only with, you know, as Isaiah said, it's only with their lips because their hearts are far from him. Mm -hmm. And they already have in mind what they want the answer to prayer to be. And as long as God's uh, answers to prayer are in line with what they want, then they'll gladly receive him.
2: Mm -hmm. That's so sad.
0: It is a a little sad, but it is, you know, as James, you know, since you're in your steadfast study in James... (laughs) It is like looking at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. you know we do see you know our tendencies as well uh, we, we have selective obedience when obedience is pleasant and in line with what we already want mm-hmm. then we'll gladly obey when it calls us out of ourselves and out of our comfort zone we're we're often very reluctant uh, to obey Heavenly father we thank you for uh, we thank you for hard words we don't we don't like them. We don't always appreciate them. i are thankful for the reminder that uh, it's not always easy to trust in you, but it is always best to trust in you. And so, Father, we pray along with you know the, the man who was you know confronted with is his son being thrown into the fire by you know demons. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help us, Father, to to trust in you in the bleakest of circumstances in the richest of circumstances to hear your word. Uh, when it brings us comfort and to hear your word, when it makes us a bit uncomfortable. You're a good God. Mm. Amen. Mm.